Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's a Monday morning, the day after Christmas, and this is Joe Welke here supporting you, hanging out. Um, a lot of people are still closed. This is their official off day for holiday, and I guess we are here, but I decided that it would be a good day to come in and you know, test out the board again to see if I can make it work because I get it for the whole month of January because Bob is going to be taking a break from Wisconsin weather. And a shout out to all those highway workers. Man, you've had a big job plowing all that snow. And I think towards the end of the week, stuff is supposed to get kind of melted off, but we're supposed to get some more precepts. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but I don't know if I'm really looking forward to you know, I am looking forward to the nicer weather because this cold has been a little bit tough. And speaking of the weather, today our high is supposed to be 12 degrees and partly sunny. Tonight our temperature is going to dip down to one below zero. Tomorrow we're going to see a nice reprieve of a high of 23. And tomorrow night, a low of night or a temperature of about 19. And then Wednesday, it's all going to turn the page. 35 on Wednesday, 40 on Thursday, 35 on Friday, 34 on Saturday, and 33 on Sunday. Very mild, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is a chance of precipitation. I don't know. We're going to get some more snow. We're going to get some rain. It'll be interesting to see. And as I said, here we are on Monday. I hope everybody got what they wanted from Santa Claus and had spent a lot of time with family and friends. Might be suffering a little bit from uh, turkey coma, ham coma, coma. You know, prime rib has been something that's been out and about and enjoyed by a lot of people. Yesterday, for Christmas, I went and made some cheeseburger soup for my parents. They seemed to like that a lot, and and I enjoy making it. And so I hope... Wherever you were, whatever you did, you enjoyed your time with family and friends. And Santa got you whatever you wanted and whatever you needed. So that's a little look at 
my weekend. We're going to be, uh, I was looking for a feel-good story for after Christmas, and I had to dig a little bit, but I found one. We're going to have um, Dr. Dan Understander do the alfalfa program, and I dug back into my archives for my long audio, and I'll be, we'll be hearing from Sherry Overby from Score Cattle Company up in Clear Lake. I visited her this last summer, learned a lot about the operation, and was just really informed of a different way of looking at the beef herds and feeding cattle to what they grow up there. So I um, haven't had a chance to air it, so that's what's going to be airing on today. So with that, we better get some more of these chores done and see what else is going on here at Wax 104.5. And I, I did mention that the interstate was good driving for me this morning, but my north-south roads, they were starting to drift in pretty hard. Now, it's snow as it drifts has gotten so hard. And I just heard from uh, our trucker buddy, John, he said he kept his semi upright from California back to Eau Claire. So kudos to him. And But he did say on I-35 there's an awful lot of semis tipped over and rolled around yesterday. So be careful out there. Give yourself some extra time. If you don't have to go, don't. A lot of people do have the day off today, but here we are working on things. Um, and it's time to hear from our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Almost three dozen people are dead as a result of a severe winter storm that's hit much of the nation hard over the past week. The fatalities were recorded in a dozen states, including New York, where the storm-related death toll has climbed to 12. FlightAware reports more than 6,700 domestic flights were delayed on Sunday, along with over 2,900 cancellations. A prominent Democrat says the Electoral College no longer fits within American democracy. The Electoral College, which has given us five popular vote losers as president in our history has become a danger, not just to democracy, but to the American people. Appearing on CBS Face the Nation, Maryland Representative Jamie Raskin said the U.S. should elect presidents the way we elect everybody else, by popular vote. Raskin explained that the change is part of the process of constantly renovating our institutions, even when as far as to call the Electoral College a danger to American democracy. One of former President Trump's lawyers is calling the January the 6th committee's criminal referrals for Trump pretty much worthless. Jim Forbes explains. Attorney Tim Parlatori called the referrals worthless because he says the DOJ doesn't have to follow it. He added it was political noise. The House Select Committee, looking into the January 6th 2021 Capitol attack recommended Trump be investigated for multiple charges, including inciting an insurrection. I'm Jim Forbes. Authorities in Washington state are looking for suspects after multiple power substations were vandalized on Sunday. The break-ins happened in and around Tacoma, where power was knocked out for more than 14,000 customers. Cops say it's unknown if there are any motives or if they were coordinated attacks. And Avatar, The Way of Water, continues to rule North America's box offices. The follow-up to James Cameron's 2009 blockbuster earned $56 million in its second weekend of release in the U.S. and Canada. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It is definitely a wool sock towards type of morning. Man, I pulled out my wool socks this morning. I was happy as a clam. 
because it is still cold, cold, cold out there. Eau Claire right now is at 6 degrees, but real feel is 4 below. So, I mean, at least it's not as bad as it was the last few days. Medford is sitting at 0. Rice Lake is at 4. Wausau is at 3. Green Bay is at 5 and cloudy. Marshfield's at 3 and cloudy. La Crosse is 9. Madison, Milwaukee, they are into the double digits with Madison at 12 degrees and Milwaukee at 13 degrees, but both cloudy. So we've got some uh, catching up to do to get warmer for the end of the week, but I still call it a wool sock kind of day. And get out those long johns. you got to keep those going, too. And um, like I said, it's pretty quiet around here. And make sure you give yourself some extra time out there if you're going to go out on the roads. And those drifts that have gone across on the north-south roads, that's what I drove through, part of those. And, boy, they're kind of rough. And I'm betting that the plow truck drivers appreciated not going out yesterday, but there's probably going to be some cleanup out on the road today. And that's a little bit of the my opinion on getting those roads cleaned up because, boy, they work hard and get that stuff cleaned up quickly. So we're going to be looking at some farm news, but first we're going to be getting some markets. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here we are about eight minutes after five o'clock and it's time to look at our markets. Sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. And we're going to jump right into our uh, livestock markets. Choice-fed beef steers are 143 to 157 with mixed at 114 to 142. Choice-fed beef heifers are 142 to 157 with mixed at 99 to 142. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 128 to 146 with select and silage-fed steers 96 to 127. Cows are 63 to a dollar. Bulls are 74 to 94. Butcher hogs are 43 to 68. Sows are 42 to 43. Boars are 17 and a half and down. Shorn market lambs are 115 to 126 with no quote from the un- from unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 75 to two dollars with ewes at 75 to a dollar. Small goats are 40 to 145. Medium goats are two dollars to two dollars and fifty cents, and large goats are 110 to 400 dollars. And nanny goats are 210 to 245 dollars. We're going to swing on over and look at our livestock futures. And for December, they're at one fifty six ninety, up a dollar. For February, one fifty seven seventy five, up forty five cents. April, one sixty one eighty two and a half, up fifty cents. And June, one fifty seven eighty five, up fifty seven and a half cents. And that market is trending upward. And our feeder cattle market futures for January, one eighty four, up just one penny. For March. 186.75 up 30 cents for April 190 and a quarter up 35 cents May 193 27 and a half up 35 cents and August up 35 cents to 202.55 and our lean hog markets our lean hog carcasses for February 80 and those are all trending downward for the lean hogs for February 87 82 and a half down 122 and a half April ninety five thirty seven and a half down sixty five cents. May a dollar seventy two and a half down forty cents. And June one oh eight seventy five down twenty cents. And as I said, those markets are trending downward. 
Followed as far as I could see. But we're going to be looking at the Chicago Board of Trade yet. We're going, in spite of COVID in China, those markets are all going upwards. But our February crude oil is also going up. And then for February, it went up $2.23. I don't know what that, that means for our gas prices, but boy, those seem to fluctuate good enough for us anyway. So let's take a look at our Chicago Board of Trade and our corn markets. March 6.66 up 5 cents and that market is trending upward. Oats 3.63 up 9 cents. Soybeans 14.84 up 12 cents. Our March soybean meal $451 a ton, that's up $3. And wheat 8 for March is 8.74 up 6 cents and those markets I said are all trending upward. And our cheese prices are from the close of the day on Friday. I believe those markets are going to open up a little later this morning. They, you know, take a little bit of a reprieve and don't open them up on Sunday night, but I believe they're going to be opening up this morning yet. So our cheese barrels, 179 and a half, up three and a half. Our 40 pound blocks, 212 and a quarter, up five cents. And our gray double A butter is 239 and a half, down eight cents. I'm wondering if that has to do with our holiday baking and everybody got their cookies made and distributed them as needed. And looking at our Class 3 milk futures for December, 2053, down 2 cents. January, 1946, up 21 cents. February, up 15 cents to 1867. March, up 2 cents to 1863. And April, 1899, that's up 2 cents. And that's a mix going up and down through the end of the year on those Class 3 milk futures prices. That's a little look at our farm, our markets sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. We need to get some more of those chores done, and then we'll be hearing, getting into some farm news and one of those, you know, feel good stories. Here we are at quarter after five, and as I said before, I was looking for a feel good story for after Christmas, and this one popped out at me. I'm always amazed at the adversity that some people suffer through and work through called life, called management, and yet they can figure out a way to grab onto that and give back to others. So foundations to help others often come from caring people struggling with adversity, like I've said. I found an article on AgWeb, part of the Farm Journal, about Brooke Taylor, a woman who has been battling cancer, has battled cancer twice and is now working to spread joy to others. Battling cancer is not the core of the story, though. Brooke Taylor has made the choice to start a foundation to leave a legacy larger than cancer through the Rural Gone Urban Foundation. The mission of the foundation is to invest in strong women doing brave things with three pillars of support. The first pillar is investing in hardworking B and C students. So, you know, not, not the ones that work comes easy and school comes easy. It's the ones that suffer a little bit and have to figure out a way to work things out and do things better. Investing in small business owners is the second pillar by giving various supports to help them grow to success, like providing a network of support. The final pillar is providing support for people battling cancer. Taylor, who is still battling with an uncertain future timeline, plans on guiding the foundation to re- awarding women with financial grants, 
helping to grow their support network, and even do the little things to help fight cancer, to help cancer fighters however they can. So helping them out with the networks, helping them out with making planning for the future, whatever that future looks like. In less than a year, the foundation has raised close to $50,000, all thanks to generous donors and the foundation's board. And that's people giving their five, ten, fifteen dollars is what the article said. And she was so proud that people wanted to give back to that foundation. So the Rural Gone Urban Foundation is set to start spreading joy to others in 2023. With the scholarship committee, which Brooke is the chair, they are planning on giving away fifteen thousand dollars this spring semester. To find out more about the foundation. Go to their website, ruralgoneurban.org. And that's ruralgoneurban.org. I found it very interesting how she took that adversity. She's a mom. She found out she had cancer the first time when she was pregnant with her daughter. And, um, but she's just battled on through and she's always looking forward. She's gone as far as buying gifts for her daughter to open up for graduation and buying gifts because she, chances are she's not going to be there to see her daughter get married and to see go through graduation. And it was just, it was kind of a tearjerker to see the positivity that she's bringing out, even though there's not a lot of positive that she can have in her life. But, you know, giving back and leaving a legacy. Isn't that what we all get work for? So we're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be heading to Clear Lake and hearing from Sherry Overby. And that's um, some audio that I got this last summer that I learned a lot from, and I think that you guys will enjoy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I caught up with Sherry Overby of Score Cattle Company in Clear Lake. She talked a little bit about her background as well as using alternative feeds to feed out a herd of 150 cow-calf pairs. We also discussed connecting with consumers. Yeah, actually born in Viroca, Wisconsin, raised in Rochester, Minnesota at a dairy farm. Went to South Dakota State University in college and then ended up farming out there, dairy farming, for eight years. And then I relocated back here to Clear Lake because my parents uh, bought a expanding dairy here and came up here too. So I actually moved here to be with them, with the grandkids. And so you came from South Dakota, but when we were talking before, you came kind of on the Deuces Wild train. Tell me what you brought with you. Yes, when I, when I sold the dairy, I moved here with two dogs, two cats, and two kids. So, And that was in 1997. So I've been here a very long time now. Tell me about your setup here. Yes, so we bought 80 acres here in 2003, and... I was just going to have 10 beef cows because I moved here. I'm like, I was kind of bored, so I'm going to just have 10 beef cows. So uh, it came with two two old galvanized sheds and a ranch-style house. And since then, I have expanded four different times, and now we are up to 150 cow-calf pairs. We have fence-line feeding to make it more efficient because I work full-time in town. And this is kind of what I do, you know, after uh, 5 o'clock at night and before 8 in the morning. So I absolutely love it. 
It's what uh, I, everything I do, I enjoy getting up every day. I enjoy going to my full-time job, and this is my happy place. So this is what I do. Kind of your passion. Hey, I know what you're talking about. So you're up to 150 head, and it's it's a little bit different than just throwing them out on pasture for the summer. What do you guys do? Yeah, yeah. So we are. It's very tough to find land in this area here, so we end up doing fence line feeding. So we've got enough pasture for 70 cow calf pairs. So what I actually do is I'll, I'll feed them on the concrete until the grass greens up, and then I will flash graze them out on pasture, and then bring them back and feed them on the concrete. The concrete is fence line feed um, feed alleys. They're 16 feet wide. Half of them have lockups, so they're auto release lockups. And the other half are just slatted panels because when I do you could do cow calf pairs, little calves can eat. They can get their heads in and heads out. And if you ever have to work the mama cows, all I do is I set the locks. All the cows get locked in. I can actually gate that 16 foot alley off of the pasture. And if I need to sort the calves, all I do is just walk them down the alley into the shed and give them their vaccination. So it's kind of a one person setup. Well, you say one person, but I I know for a fact that you get help sometimes. I get help, and I appreciate it. But it sounds to me like you've made it very efficient. And whatever propelled you to get that efficiency? Yeah, that's pretty easy. So I had a 200 cow dairy in South Dakota, and I went to South Dakota State for dairy science, and I got an animal science degree too. They made fun of me because I was, I'm a dairy cattle judge, and I tried to judge beef cows, and I just got picked on like crazy. So I'm like, I really didn't know. But so I brought those protocols of the dairy industry to the beef industry. And I use the feed alleys for efficiency. I just have outside, you know, our cows do not see a shed. But this allows me to group the cattle according to size and age, to have uniformity of all my animals. The first calf heifers are kept separate from the older cows. And also the young heifers, the, the replacements coming up are kept separate. They maximize their growth potential because like a dairy cow, you balance for lactation. All you do is take that out of a beef. You don't do that for a beef cow. You you balance for maintenance and gain, you know. So uh, we produce beef. So the quicker you learn that to cross the two industries, the more efficient and profitable you will be. We talked about your fence line feeding and your grazing, but you're big into the alternative forage. Tell me how that works. Yes, so... My Our definition of alternative forage is actually planting it when we can plant it. Since my husband has his own accounting firm and I manage Wisconsin Credit Union, one of the offices there, we have to plant crops around our jobs. So the alternative forage is we don't necessarily do, we do corn silage, but then we will actually plant a forage sorghum so or a sorghum sedan grass, whichever we choose. That is not planted until June. So we can plant our corn in May. We can plant our forage sorghum in June, and then in the fall, we plant winter rye. So, because then we have time in the fall, too. It's it's between second and third crop, and it will take off the silage, and then we'll plant the winter rye. And then in the springtime, we'll either let that go for straw, for bedding, for, for our cows, or we will take that as forage forage uh, baleage in the spring or rileage. So it allows us to plant crops on our schedule instead of, you know, like spring, we plant all the grain or the corn and the soybeans. You know, we just can't physically get that done because we also put up 160 acres of grass hay and three different crops throughout the summer. So, and the biggest thing also, 
that the alternative forages do, it creates a well-balanced ration. So with a beef cow, all you need, you know, our cows only eat six hours a day. They stand the rest of the day. All their needs are met. They're, they've consumed their 25 to 35 or 30 pounds of dry matter, and, and they're content. You'll see that they're, they're not bellowing or anything, and we use those alternative forage to have a well-balanced ration. So with that alternative forage, you do a lot of, do you use silage, baleage, or do you make piles? How do you store it? <laughs> that is uh, depending on Mother Nature. So uh, we, we, we have custom, we have a big dairy that comes in and does our corn silage for us. So we do use corn silage. We were using a silage without grain in it. And I found that I don't have enough energy in my first calf heifers and my replacement heifers. So we started doing more corn stalks for the brood cows and then uh, using that silage for the young, younger stock throughout their stage of lactation and, and gestation and such. So, so that's kind of, we do baleage. So in the summertime when, you know, the last two, three years have been, you know, it's rain, 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 and we're kind of weekend warriors when it comes to putting up hay. So if it's wet, we'll take it as baleage. If it's dry, we'll take it as dry hay. Then we'll feed accordingly because I like my ration to be 50% moisture. So that's what I kind of, it's more palatable for the cattle. And it's just, they enjoy it. They, they eat it better. And, and like I said, our cows only eat for six hours a day. So there is no waste left behind. I just like hearing that you have the flexibility to follow that mother nature because if you don't, sometimes the crops can be kind of tough to feed and tough to get fed to those cattle. Yeah, absolutely. We we have an inline wrapper, so every all of our hay, um, our sorghum, our rileage, even oatage, and of course corn stalks are all wrapped. We wrap all of our feed because that's kind of our storage. And I have feed that's three years old that still tests very good. We've got some test samples here of hay today that will show that. And then our piles of silage is, I, I size the piles so I can at least feed six inches a day out of it and keep it fresh. So the pile is roughly 35 feet by however long it takes to, to put up the crop of feed. So that's kind of how we work around Mother Nature. So I'm going to look a little bit farther ahead here. Your 150 cow-calf pairs. What do you see our future as being? Just going to carry on and keep her going or grow a little bit? Well, since I am in my 50s and the first grandchild has just arrived, I probably won't keep this up forever. I am a one-man band. I have a young neighbor boy that is helping me. My husband helps when he can in the summertime with the crops, but with his accounting firm, he's so busy. I calve cows when he does taxes. That's kind of how we do things here. We, we, you know, like we tag, hey, how's it going? You know, and we never see each other. But so I'll keep this up as long as I can because I have great people in this community that support me. I get that connection with people by doing this. And I also get to teach the youth that come up. So that's my biggest thing is teaching that next generation to come up. So if I'm not here, hopefully my young man, that's my neighbor, will take it over. Otherwise, I've got it designed. I've, we've got three different building sites that I'm going to go to to just buy in feeder calves in the summertime or probably in April and sell, sell my hay off and I'll feed, I'll feed the older feed to the, the feeder calves and then I will back graze them in the summertime and then sell them as fall and then I will shut down the waters in the wintertime and probably help my husband with the accounting and finance side. 
And I found it so interesting. She had a, a total plan for when she decides to not have those beef cows. And she it was a fantastic setup up there. It was neat and clean. And, boy, they they used their space to the utmost. And it's really just kind of neat for me to see somebody that has that much talent and willingness to share her talent with others. Well, we're a little bit after 5.30 this morning. We should be hearing from Rocky unless he decided to take the morning off. So if he comes in, he comes in. If not, we'll just keep moving through. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, my phone call, my phone button rang and... Rocky's up and at him, said that Santa Claus was good to him this year. Yep. And he got everything you wanted, didn't have to go out and do any hunting before you could eat, right? That's right. All right, so let's hear what happened at the markets last week from Rocky from Premier Livestock. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, last week's uh, auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We did have a busy week selling right at 3,000 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers 135 to 149.50. Low choice uh, 123 to 134. Choice B steers and heifers 135 to 150. Market cows traded steady. High yielding cows from 72 to 92. Most cows from 57 to 71. Market bulls high yielding. 85 to 97, lower yielding 84 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves mostly 75 to 165 per head. Your beef calves 125 to 315. Uh, did have our special feeder cattle auction last week. We sold 725 head of feeder cattle on a strong market. Most of them new crop beef calves 150 to 215. Most Holstein steers from 90 to 130. Wednesday's dairy cattle auction we had a very uh, strong uh, market. Uh, quality was exceptional. Uh, we sold top fresh cows from 2,200 all the way up to 3,600. Uh, many big loads averaging 2,000 to 2,400. We sold top Jersey and Jersey cross cows from 1,750 all the way up to 3,000. Top Holstein spring and heifers 1,450 to 1,950. The lesser quality cows and spring and heifers 1,400 and down. This week we got two dairy cattle auctions. Tuesday uh, we'll have our special monthly dairy heifer auction. If you're buying or selling dairy heifers. Definitely want to participate in these monthly sales. Uh, we're expecting 300 to 500 head of heifers. Uh, call in your consignments. And then Wednesday, uh, that'll be our special uh, dairy cattle auction. We do have two complete dairy herd dispersals. Herd number one, we got a very nice crossbred uh, parlor freestall herd. They're going to be averaging 70 pounds of milk, high test herd. Uh, top cows, well over 100 pounds of milk, all on test. Then herd two, we got a certified organic herd, uh, crossbreds and Holsteins, plus many reputation loads of top uh, top uh, milk cows, uh, fresh cows uh, from some of our best uh, reputation consigners. Uh, like I said, any questions, uh, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Full details on all these auctions with individual consignments, detailed market reports at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And, Jill, that's how it shaped up. Sounds like you had a busy week last week, and... Looking forward to another busy one. Yep, and uh, sales schedule as normal today. So we are open a regular Monday sale. So, All right, and what about next week? Uh, next week will be the same. Same. The holidays uh, didn't affect us this year, and uh, we'll be running regular. 
Well, and you'll be able to just run the market because if you got everything you wanted for Christmas, you're not going to be in those long return lines, right? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I could just, I'm sorry, I could just see you in the long return line. Be about like me and uh, bunch it after a little bit, right? That's right. All right. Well, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock in Withy. And uh, TV 13, they're on their holidays, so I get to do your weather today. And our today, our weather, we're supposed to be reaching up to uh, 12 degrees and partly sunny. Tonight, the low is one below. But tomorrow, turning the leaf over, high of 23 with a low tomorrow night of 19. And then into the end of the week, 35 and mild on Wednesday, 40 on Thursday, 35 on Friday, Saturday 34, and Sunday 33. But there is a chance of precipitation Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And with that kind of temperature, I don't know what that's going to look like. But, you know, it gets colder at night. Those roads we're going to have to keep watching out and be careful. Just like this morning, take some time. Give yourself extra time to get where you need to go. And, you know, if you don't have to go, it's okay to take that day off. Well, Morgan McCarthy stepped in. We're going to be rolling on over to her and seeing what the local news is after we do a little more chores. And as I said before, Morgan stepped into the building and we've got some news. So let's hear what's going on locally. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. On the other side of Christmas, hopefully you had a good holiday weekend with family and friends, and we begin headlines that stay pretty close to our area. As we start with the sheriff in Taylor County saying someone robbed the Senex gas station in Gilman on Christmas Eve, and now they're looking for who that is. No one was hurt, though the sheriff's office is calling it an armed robbery. Deputies are looking for the suspect to say there's no danger to the public. In another part of the state, traffic is back flowing at the westbound I-94 Stadium interchange after a shooting yesterday morning. The Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office not reporting any injuries. Not saying exactly what happened, but the shooting closed 94 between Holly Road and Highway 175 for over two hours yesterday. Traffic was flowing by the afternoon. Should be fine for any drives you might be making in that part of Wisconsin. Well, uh, Jack Frost definitely came knocking. Are your cheeks still a little numb from stepping outside? Maybe hauling the uh, presents and crockpots to and from the house? I hear you. The high of 20 degrees, hardly warm, but after our sub-zero weekend and stretch of days here, that will feel pretty good. Overall, we're expecting on those temps to continue to tick up the rest of this week. We look at a change on the nameplate at the DNR. It changed at the top of the Department of Natural Resources. Fred Prenn, who was nominated by former Governor Walker, has stepped down. Prenn fought to stay on the board, saying Governor Evers never officially replaced him. But last week, Prenn said it was time to allow the state Senate to vote on his replacement. Prenn was a deciding vote on a number of issues, including Wisconsin's wolf hunt. And Senate leaders say they expect to give the governor's nominee an up-or-down vote this year. Well, if you're getting antsy to hop on the sled, you're not alone. You could be zooming soon in trails in Chippewa County, Volunteers with the Bloomer Snowhawks Club say they've spent weeks clearing the trails in the county. They hope to open them this weekend. It's been a slim few years for snowmobiling, as you know. Uh, lack of snow and just wasn't the best conditions, but this year might be different. Plenty of snow out there. Now it's just a matter of maintaining those. About 450 total miles of trails, so you can get out and cut up some powder. And if you were on the couch patting the belly yesterday, the Packers gave us a little bit of a gift under the tree from the field of the Dolphins with that 26-20 win in Miami, right? That wasn't too bad. Uh, Roger said, good for the team we've been in a good rhythm practice energy uh cohesion and then playing a little bit better complimentary football 
wasn't uh, perfect, but that's a good football team, and they had a lot to play for, so it's a good win for us. Not a perfect win, but a win nonetheless, and we'll take it. Speaking of wins, if uh, you're just kind of dreading those uh, shopping bills coming in the mail now that Christmas is on the fumes, well, Powerball continues to grow. Feeling lucky? Lottery officials say that nobody picked all six numbers in Saturday night's drawing. That means tonight's jackpot in the multi-state lottery game is going to be worth $201 million. As for Tuesday's Mega Millions jackpot, that is worth a whopping $565 million. I'm Mark Mayfield. And you can always hit the jackpot when we send you back to the barn with Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm Report right here on Wax 104.5. Well, thank you, Morgan. Boy, if you do have some of those bills coming in from Christmas, maybe that lottery could be a, a way out. But I wouldn't count on it. I know I have bought like one lottery ticket my whole entire life and... Yeah, it turned into a bookmark. So here we are still doing what we need to do. Here we are at uh, 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's take another look at some farm news. Last week's beef harvest numbers lowered from previous estimates. The original estimate of 629,000 head that were going to be processed was reduced to 625,000 head, according to DATCAP's weekly livestock market update. Even the even with that estimate lowered, harvest numbers are 27,000 head lower from than last week and 33,000 less than the same week a year ago, with fed cattle prices steady compared to the week before, previous. One reason harvest numbers are lower is because of the holidays, and some packers are not operating on Saturdays. Something else I found very interesting is the fact that carcass weights are dropping, indicating that feed cattle supplies are current and showing a prediction of tighter beef supplies in 2023. The northern Wisconsin beef producers are planning to host their winter gathering on January 28th at the Turtleback Golf Dinner and Events Center in Rice Lake with a focus on networking, education, and beef. The annual business meeting will also be part of the gathering. Call 715-491-3904 for more information or to pre-register for the conference. And again, that number is 715-491-3904 for more information about the Northern Wisconsin Beef Producers Winter Event. And that's the same number that you can pre-register on. I didn't have a name in my information on that, so that's why I just gave you the number. And a few things, we don't have stuff going on this week for meetings, but you need to register for the Wisconsin Western Wisconsin Egg Lenders Conference. That is Thursday, January 5th from 8.30 to 3.30, and it is at the Sleep In and Suites Conference Center slash 29 Pines Restaurant here in Eau Claire. But the important, important part of this is the enrollment deadline is Wednesday, December 28th. So if you're planning on going to the Western Wisconsin Egg Lenders Conference on Thursday, January 5th, you need to enroll. And for farmers out there or anybody visiting here, banker, they're going to be busy that day. So I wouldn't count on them being in the office. And that's a little look at our farm news. We're going to be getting some more chores done here and heading on to doing some more markets. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as I said, we've got to get through those markets. 
First of all, we're going to be hearing from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona here at quarter to six. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.46. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.45. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.30 to $1.43. We had a top of $1.47. Choice Holstein steers $1.15 to $1.29. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.14 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 74 to 83. We had a top of 87. 60% of the cows sold from 50 to 73. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 49 and down. Organic market on Tuesday. 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to 93. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cold bulls sold from 65 to 90. We had a top of 96. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 25 to $110 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $25 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 120 to $340 per head. We do sell organic cattle here at the Altoona Market on Tuesday. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is January 6th of 2023. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks, Jim, for that update. And I realized that was a little bit later because uh, the recording come out, came out on Tuesday, but it still gives us uh, an idea of what happened last week at Equity in Altoona. And I've got uh, Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford out there ready to rock and roll and get uh, tell us what's going on in Stratford. But first of all, did you get what you needed from Santa? Well, Joe, good morning to you. Yeah, well, somebody at my age doesn't really need too much, so no, we're we're we had a very nice Christmas yesterday. So <laughs> get filled up with a little bit of turkey and ham coma this morning. No, we actually had prime rib. Ooh, where was but, my invitation? Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't know how bad the roads were down by you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you had some prime rib. So what but, kind of? Uh, Prime Rib is going to be going through the sale this week. All right. Well, before we do the updates on the markets, uh, Jill, I want to um, just mention this because uh, our county and our municipal employees are out all weekend, yesterday included, clearing the roads out. So we want to salute those guys and thank them very much. So, yep. So Yep, hardworking people out there. I just know that they didn't plow the roads down by me. So I just, you know, you kind of keep... Keep tight to home when the roads aren't that good anyway. Well, that way you can, uh, when you came into work this morning, you had the wax helicopter, though, didn't you? Absolutely. There you go. Well, anyway, we better update the folks what's going on here at Equity Stratford this week. And, Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. And we'll be uh, pretty much a normal sales schedule this week. Uh, of course, no overnight del- delivered cattle yesterday because we were closed. So we'll start this morning at 10 o'clock uh, with the market auction. We'll sell conventional market cows today along with the uh, uh, bulls and fed cattle, baby calves today at 1130. And uh, what we've seen the past couple of weeks, Monday has been the stronger day for the baby calves. Tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, 10 o'clock, hay and bedding auction. Uh, 11 o'clock, we do have the market auction tomorrow, and that does include organic market cattle. Our Wednesday auction, full marketing day on Wednesday. Uh, also, 
feeder cattle sale on Wednesday. That'll be a noontime start. And our uh, uh, Thursday auction does start at 11. So like I said, not any real change in the marketing schedule. And our next dairy auction will be January 3rd uh, at 11 o'clock. So information on these sales on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. Or if you got any questions, just call us here at 687-4101. And, again, we'll be uh, back here tomorrow morning, update the markets, and see how things are going here in the holiday. But, again, it's uh, it's still cold. It's 5 degrees, but it's uh, a lot better than what we had all Friday and Saturday. So we can be thankful for that. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Yep. And are you going to be at the helm tomorrow? I am not. I'm hoping to take oh, a few but- days off here. Well, good for you. And maybe you get your yard cleaned out and... Uh, get back to a decent temperatures what actually uh what is the average warm for this time of the year i'm not even sure i know it's warmer than it has been the last few days <laughs> yeah that was miserable friday was probably one of the coldest days i've experienced in a long long time so and i was just happy that my waters held together as good as they did Yep. All right. Well, Jill, you have a nice day, and thank you this morning. And we'll, again, be back here tomorrow morning, give an update on the markets. And, folks, uh, do drive careful because, like I said, there's been some drifting and blowing. So we'll uh, see what happens today. Yep. Take care out there and give yourself some extra time. All right, Jill. Thank you. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to roll right over and look at some of our numbers again. So from the Chicago Board of Trade, corn for March is at six sixty six, up five cents. Oats three sixty three for March, up nine cents. And our March soybeans are fourteen eighty four, up twelve cents. And our soybean meal is four fifty one, four hundred fifty one dollars a ton, up three dollars. And wheat for March is at eight seventy four, up six cents. And those markets are all trending upward. And our country elevator prices, Baldwin. 621 for corn, 1407 for soybeans. Duran, 612 for corn, 1401 for soybeans. Mondovi, 623 and 1406. Elmwood, 621 and 1411. Fall Creek is 603 and 1386. And Osseo is 626 for corn and 1411 for soybeans. Elk Mound is 614 for corn and 1409 for soybeans. With Sparta at 609 and 1387. Ellsworth is at 591 and 1357. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls location is at 608 for corn and 1419 for soybeans. Connersville location, 608 and 1409. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 640, Stanley's at 628, New Richmond's at 625. And rolling on over to our dairy markets for our barrels, 179.5, up 3.5 cents. Our 40-pound blocks are 212 and a quarter, up 5 cents. Our grade AA butters at 239.5, down 8 cents. And our class three milk futures for December's at 2053, down two cents. January up 21 cents to 1946. February 1867 up 15 cents. March up two cents to 1863. And April up two cents to 1899. And those markets are mixed through the end of the year. So we've got a few more chores to do. And then we're going to be hearing from Dr. Dan Understander and the Alfalfa program. Christmas is behind us. The new year is ahead. 
What's ahead for our alfalfa as we go through winter? Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, is with us once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, Dan, I guess uh, talk about what you get for Christmas as far as the alfalfa stands are concerned. They got a lot of snow, and that's a good thing, isn't it? That's right, Bob. A white Christmas is what we like to see. Uh, it uh, does give us good insulation of the crop and, and then helps through some of the colder temperatures that we have had and are likely to have. It's important to remember that as little as four inches of fluffy snow will insulate against up to 20 degrees of air temperature. In other words, uh, the air temperature can be 20 degrees colder above the snow than it is below the snow. Uh, That's a huge amount. The other thing that happens, of course, with snow is that um, it reduces some of the daily variation in temperature. Our concern is uh, how cold the soil gets and uh, how long it stays that cold. Uh, We need to keep in mind that while the ground is probably frozen and uh, will stay frozen, It uh, doesn't get much below 28 degrees most of the time because of the snow cover we have. And, of course, we have to get down to about 13 to 15 degrees in that 4-inch soil depth in order to uh, kill the alfalfa plant or damage it. So as long as we have that snow there, we're going to have the insulation Uh, We're going to have the reduction in night cold temperatures, particularly underneath that snow. And then we're keeping the soil from uh, getting too cold. Uh, Remember that with the insulation on top, we continually have heat coming up from deeper in the soil. And that's why our soil temperatures seldom get below 28, maybe 26 degrees but that gives us a 10 to 13 degree safety margin before the alfalfa is hurt. Now, the things to keep in mind are that uh, these uh, statements about insulation are for fluffy snow. If we pack the snow, for example, with a snowmobile, then it has significantly less insulating ability. And it's not unusual to see Uh, In the spring when the alfalfa greens up, frankly, the snowmobile tracks that were there, uh, the alfalfa under the snowmobile uh, tracks uh, had a little more packed soil, a little less insulation, and therefore the buds that were put down last fall were killed. The alfalfa plant may not die, but it is slower to green up in the spring, and we see a yield reduction. So uh, do think about the importance of staying off of alfalfa fields if we want to optimize the benefit of the snow and increase the uh, potential for good winter survival and good yield on first cutting. Snow in Wisconsin in the winter. We need it for a lot of reasons. Protecting our alfalfa, just one. Dan Undersander, a state forage specialist, with us once again on our Next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Thanks, Bob and Dan, for that update. And remember that that snow helps a lot, but still there can be some damage out there. And the way the wind is blowing and those drifts out there, that's what we call hard snow. One last look at our weather for today. Eau Claire, we're sitting at 6 degrees.
but that feels like four below, which is a whole lot better than it's been the last few days in the morning. And today we're rolling up to 12 degrees for our high and partly sunny. Tonight, down to one below. Tomorrow, 23 with a night degree temperature of 19 degrees and a warm-up coming towards us towards the end of the week with some precipitation. Boy, it's hard for me to talk this morning. With some precipitation coming on. So that's what I have for you this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other's and enjoy the day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.